Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco, and these are the headlines we're following. The San Diego County Board of Supervisors unanimously approved a pilot program aimed to reduce homelessness among older adults. The two-year program will match lower-income older adults with homeowners or renters in the county who have a spare bedroom. The goal is to decrease the housing costs for seniors who are becoming one of the fastest-growing demographics of newly unhoused people in the area. That's according to the county's 2023 point-in-time homeless count. Applicants must be 55 years or older and can make up to 120 percent of the county's medium income, although the county plans to help the most vulnerable older adults first. The program is expected to begin this summer and help at least 50 seniors in its first two years. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hi there. I'm Randa Delfetah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. And environmental groups have successfully pushed for a green terminal strategy at the Port of Humble outside Eureka. Roman Battaglia from Jefferson Public Radio reports the net zero emission goal will be implemented as the harbor builds a terminal where giant offshore wind turbines will be built. A green terminal would use electricity instead of diesel to power the cranes, trucks and other machines needed to run the port. Humboldt Bay is expected to be one of the leading ports for the deployment of floating offshore wind turbines on the West Coast. But that requires a new terminal built from the ground up. Matthew Simmons from the Environmental Protection Information Center says a green terminal is a no-brainer since the state has already set green energy targets in the coming years. If we were to build it all out with fossil fuels today and then have to undo it and, and rebuild it all with electricity in 20 years, 
that would end up costing quite a lot more. So building it right the first time is going to save us money in the long run. The Humble Bay Harbor District, which manages the port, has committed to the idea of a green terminal and will spend the next year building out a timeline to get there. For the California Report, I'm Roman Battaglia. Kern County in the rural San Joaquin Valley is facing what one leader calls an existential threat. The county is the largest oil producer in California, but the state wants to eliminate drilling by 2045. As a result, Kern is looking to a new industry, carbon capture and storage, to secure its future. The county hopes the industry will provide jobs and millions of dollars in tax revenue while helping the state meet its climate goals. But as KVPR's Joshua Yates explains the county's plan is not without risks, including to the environment. Here in the middle of the Elk Hills oil field above Bakersfield, California, thousands of pumps bob up and down as far as the eye can see. But Omar Hyatt envisions a different future below the ground. We want to be accepted as a solution. Hyatt is VP of Operations for California Resources Corporation, one of the state's top oil producers. He wants to launch a new industry here, one the state hopes can help combat climate change. Hyatt is leading the company's efforts to push climate warming carbon thousands of feet under the oil field, a project it calls Carbon TerraVault 1. It's just like reconfiguring a Lego set. Instead of using that CO2 for, for example, increasing more oil and gas production, we're just putting it away for storage. California has pledged to store 100 million tons of carbon dioxide by 2045. That represents a third of all emissions in the state today. That amount is unprecedented, according to Michael Wara, who heads Stanford University's Climate and Energy Policy Program. Those are enormous numbers um, relative to where not just California is today, but where the world is today. The challenge hasn't stopped the Biden administration from investing billions in the industry. Kern County is trying to get a big piece of that money. Lorelai Oviat is the county's planning and natural resources director. Her oil-dependent region sees few other options for its future, she says. It's existential. What is this place going to look like in 30 years? What's it going to look like in five? As the oil industry shrinks, so does the county's tax base. Our economy is built on oil and agriculture. This is how we keep our libraries open. This is how we provide meals on wheels. This is how we provide for our services to the million people here. To shore up its budget, the county is pitching what it calls a vision for a carbon management business park. The idea is that new green tech companies would set up shop here, bringing jobs and much-needed tax revenue. We are looking for hope. But not everyone shares Oviat's optimism. Some residents are concerned the TerraVault project could worsen the region's already poor air quality, a risk the county itself acknowledged in its environmental review. At a heated public meeting in October, community organizer Ileana Navarro spoke out against potential carbon capture projects. Why take the risk here in our backyards and in the backyards of already overburdened communities? Ovia didn't mince words in her response. I think we're all concerned about our health, but we're also concerned, will Kern County survive these policies of the state of California? I know that isn't probably what you expected me to say, Supervisor Couch, but I wanted to make sure that the community understands that we are at a very, very difficult crossroads. Back at the oil field, steps away from the proposed TerraVault site, Hyatt looks at a rusted metal stump. 
So this is a discovery well, as you can see, drilled in 1910, produced for about 40 years. Whether this technology can provide a foundation that will propel Kern County and California forward for the next 100 years is uncertain. But it's a bet officials here feel they must take. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager at the Elk Hills Oil Field. This story is a collaboration between KVPR, Inside Climate News, the Investigative Editing Corps, and Report for America. Emma Faringer Merchant contributed reporting. Tomorrow, the public will have its first opportunity to weigh in on the environmental assessment at a meeting with federal government and Kern County officials. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, January 16th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Adi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from the James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at irvine.org. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.com dot org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading!